0: What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the DVL Podcast. I am your host, Rock Solid. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about some issues that people face in relationships. And for the sake of a topic, we're going to call it relationship issues. But not only are we going to name the issues, we're going to also try to find some solutions on how to solve some of them, okay? Because all season, we've been talking about relationships, dating, family, but there is a reason why a lot of our relationships come to an end. And the craziest part about it all is that most of the time we don't even know how it ends up in that place or in that situation. Sometimes you're left just holding the bag, trying to figure out what's going on. Like, is it me, you know, trying to figure out what the hell happened here, you know, and then like, here it goes again. You know, well, today we're going to go into detail on how some of our relationships get to that point, but I'm also going to give you some solutions that I think from a personal standpoint will also help you either solve it or get out of it before it gets to the point of no return. Okay. The biggest reason that a lot of relationship, the top reason, in my opinion, that gets to that point is faded enthusiasm. Okay. Um, the difficulties of trying to sustain like the energy and enthusiasm in a long-term relationship, you know, it gets complicated. And a lot of, you know, partners and spouses, they find long-term relationships to be tiring, you know, and, and they get boring after a while simply because, you know, that enthusiasm starts to fade. You know, they also feel that the passion and like the romantic side, the intensity, it starts to fade sooner than expected. You know, fading enthusiasm is especially problematic among people who struggle with routines. If if you're one of those people that don't have a routine, don't know how to stay in line with what it is that's got you, what you guys have going on. If you're one of those people that struggle in relationships where you know you may be just a real laid back person, and the other person is a high energy person, you already on a collision course of doom at that point because no matter how much you try to fight it or how much you try to or try to encourage it to keep going and this is my biggest issues in relationship is that i'm very low-key very you know mellow just kind of laid back i don't get up about a whole lot of things and i don't get down about a whole lot of things so this one i'm speaking from personal experience People sometimes get bored with that because it takes a certain type of person to deal with this type of person. And if you find someone that's really high energy, you run into a problem that's already you're already on a path to destruction already. So what's the solution? Well, the easiest answer to that question would be is to, again, date correctly, as we've already talked. Right you date correctly and you ask questions and you, you can tell during the dating process that this person is high energy, high volume. They're going to require a lot of attention and that you have to do way more than you're capable of doing. So the, the quickest solution to that is to not, or try not to get involved with people that are complete opposites that expression that opposites attract. You're right. They do, they attract, but they don't last. And that's the misconception that people have that opposites, you know, yes, they do attract because it's something different. It's a challenge. It opens them up, but it never lasts because those things that attracted you to that person, those differences are also going to be what also makes you walk away from that person. So you have to be mindful of the type of people that you date. You know what I'm saying? When you get to that place where you're bored, you have to be willing to include things that are out of your element that are different for you that make you go outside of your comfort zone because they're in their comfort zone but there also has to be a balance. Every relationship requires a certain amount of balance. And if you can't do the balance part, you're gonna already have issues that you can't get beyond. So just because you're high energy and I'm low energy, if you can't find a common place where you can bring it back down a notch and I can bring it up and we can meet in the middle, we're already set up for failure, okay? So that's the first, and the most important reason that happened, because I'm telling you, in relationships, people get bored fast. And even with the sex, if you're having just that regular basic sex and it's the same thing, how Kevin Hart said, oh, you want me to turn this way? You want me to do it this way? It's yours. If it gets to the point where it's predictable, that person is already just kind of like just going through emotions. It becomes robotic. If you find yourself sending text messages that are pre uh, pretext already sent out for you. Just keep hitting the button to send your text message out. That letting you know you're getting to a place of boredom. So you have to change things up. That's the easiest and the quickest solution. Is to one date correctly and find someone that's not complete opposite of you. And also do things to find balance in your relationship that brings those two things, those two worlds, into one. Okay. Another one that's a common and and I'm and I'm listing these from the top reason. All the way down to probably the lowest reason okay so they're in order here um the next one i'm going to talk about is long work hours right you know some some have speculated that divorce rates can be predicted by the length you know I'm saying of a spouse's commute and you need to hear that right you can you can almost tell how close a person is to a divorce in their relationship by how far they have to travel to work people that are always stuck in traffic people that are always um that are on long rides to work 2 and 3 hours to get to work or you know 45 minutes or whatever those people people at home don't seem to understand that they need a moment to unwind to settle into their day or get out of their work day and so those commutes right there put a lot of stress and tension because of the frustration of traffic and car accidents and got to stop here got to go get that because if you got the long ride home the person at the house is telling you hey why are you out can you grab this never mind the fact that your day has been um you know has already been stretched out because of this 45 minute commute back and forth you know back and forth to work you know the research that I did you know the, it's a credibility claim you know what I'm saying that partners who spend many hours working and put their careers ahead of their relationships You know, they're not surprisingly, they're less likely to have a romantic relationship. Because, again, you need time to get out of your day. If you're working a 10-hour workday and you got a 45-minute ride to work and a 45-minute ride home, that's 12 hours out of the day. You got to get, hopefully, eight hours of sleep. Okay? That's already going to leave you with just four hours left to be in a relationship. But if you have family or if you have um, things that you have to take care of, or things you didn't do, when well, you still got to get yourself ready for the next day. The romance part starts to take a dip because of the long work hours. So, what is the solution? You have to find someone first of all that is understanding of that situation. Okay, um, that it may not be, and it may start out hot and intense and all that right there, but the romance dies because if you're working these long hours. You have to understand, man or woman, that if you want to have a comfortable home, you have to have a job that can handle that. And sometimes those type of jobs, especially now, come with long work hours. So just be mindful of that, okay? Um, Another one that comes into play is um, lack of personal time and space. And this one is... To me, I think it's one B, but it's not quite up there because that workday kind of, for me, kind of takes the kind of takes the cake. Okay, but that lack of personal time and space, those people start to feel suffocated, right? Or lacking sufficient me time, is another common reason why people have difficulties maintaining a romantic relationship. Okay, people who feel constrained or like Um, oppressed you know by their relationship you know they feel that their partner is constantly like nagging them even if they're not right they will have issues sustaining their you know their intimate part of their relationship And, and the crazy part about it is it's not that the other person they may not even be nagging right but if the moment i walk in the door you're up under me or the moment i leave or the moment i sit down and you give that person no space to themselves You're still an individual in relationships. And these type of issues right here cause problems way more than finances because you don't want to tell the person I need about two feet to kind of get myself together. But you also know that if you tell them they're going to get into feelings about it, male or female, oh, you don't want to be around me. You don't like me. So what am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm feeling suffocated and I can't breathe, or I feel like you always on top of me. My, my natural instinct is to get away from you, right. Needy people. And you know who you are. Needy people are the worst because if you require a lot of attention or maintenance or upkeep and the other person doesn't, you're in a natural whirlwind already. The conflict is already started from day one. You know what I'm saying? If, You are a needy person and you're always constantly talking about where are you, when you're coming home, when we're going to do this, why we're not going there. That right there is portrayed as nagging. And I'm just giving examples here, right? So what is the solution to this? It goes back to, again, dating correctly. If, again, I'm a low volume person. And if you are a high energy person or require a lot of attention with the job that I have, and the low volume type of person personality that I have, I can tell you right now, you and I are not going to work. Even if you can tell me, oh, I can manage it or I can do this or I can do that, right? The bottom line is, is we're not going to work simply because you require more than I'm capable of giving because of who I am as a personality trait. So you have to recognize who you are first and foremost. And then once you recognize who you are, Then you have to look with someone, look for someone who can balance out who you are as an individual. Okay, that is the only solution to this to this um, to this uh, type of issue in a relationship. You know, when you feel like you constrain, like you can't go nowhere, you can't do anything. You know, again, that that personality trait of a person, it wears them down. And the moment you start feeling worn down, that's when you get that suffocation feeling. So you got to understand, even if you're the person that is the high volume person, you got to understand that if your partner is not that person. You made a bad choice. But if you recognize it and you bring to their attention, maybe you just don't, maybe you require too much attention or energy than they're they're possibly able to give. And you have to come to a conclusion. We're not talking about people who've been in in um, invested in these relationships for two or three years, but you got to find some common ground if you're already invested. Okay. But if you're looking to figure out why you guys continue to have this problem, I'm trying to tell you when you when a person can't breathe, they have a tendency to go where they can get air. And it may not be with you, it may be with someone else. So you have to understand that you have to give that person a chance to breathe. You know, when I was married, whenever I came home, I worked in restaurants at the time. And whenever I came home, I needed time to kind of get out of my workday. The frustration, the irritation, the cranky, you know, and the crankiness and the irritability and all of that right there. I needed a chance to get out of my workday and get into my family time. And if you don't allow a person a few minutes to get themselves together and they can't have no time for themselves, what are they supposed to do? That's when they get off at four o'clock, but they don't get home until six. They stop by everybody else's house before they come home. There is a reason for it. If your man is going to have a beer every day, when you get off, there is something going on that he needs that space. That's something that you need to address. If your woman is going to a girlfriend house or staying late or doing this right here, you need to find out why more than likely it's because they need space. And you already know if you're that needy person. You already know if you're that person that requires a lot of attention, that you wait on them to get home like a dog wagging their tail, waiting on somebody to come home so they can jump on them and all that. You know if you're that person, but you also know that your partner isn't. So you have to be very mindful of that because if not, if you're not mindful of it, you're putting your relationship on a path of destruction. Okay. Um, Another, uh, another big one that comes up is um, character issues, right? People who view themselves as like quirky, you know what I'm saying? Or selfish also have difficulties staying in relationships, right? More so people who complain often to their, you know, to their partner, or to the you know, husband or wives or whatever, you know, like reflecting deeper insecurities or character issues, they also find it hard to maintain a long-term relationship. What do I mean by that, right? Because I kind of threw some of that. Okay. I tell people, anyone that comes in contact with me as far as on a personal level, I tell you off the rip, right? I am kind of stubborn, right? I'm kind of stuck in my own ways. I am not for everybody. I am an acquired taste, right? I kinda have my own way of doing things. I like to do things my way because these are things that work for me that have made me successful and I don't like to try things that may not be successful because failure is not an option for me. So I have my own quirky ways, which also makes it a struggle for me to be happy in relationships, right? Yeah, I was married for 20 years. I've been in long-term relationships, but I struggle to be in those relationships simply because I'm an acquired taste and I'm continuously evolving and growing. And if you're not, you're either being left behind, which makes me seem selfish, right? So it makes it a struggle for me to keep a long-term relationship. In order to be with me, sometimes people feel like they have to give up too much of themselves themselves to maintain that relationship is another thing that puts us on the path of destruction. But I told you I've been in a long-term relationship. So what is my solution to this? I'm upfront with it. I put it on the table. I am not a person that likes to settle. I am not a person that I am very ambitious. I want more. I want more from you. I want more from my job. I want more from my children. I want more from life. I am not a content person. So these things, I put them all on the table. People don't have an issue with the good things about you. You got a job. You can cook. You can clean. You clean up behind yourself, this and that. They don't have a problem with it. They have an issue with the things that are that are deemed negative to them. So this is where, in the beginning, I put all these things on the table. Because I'm a full-fledged promoter of don't take away my choice. Give it to me and let me decide. That way I have control over what happens next or if anything happens next. So that's my solution is to put it all out on the table in the beginning. You know you have these quirky things. If you like to spend $500 a month on your hair, that's something that he might need to know. Right? If you like to spend, you know what I'm saying, three hundred dollars a month on, on cigarettes and two hundred and fifty dollars on, on something to drink, she might need to know that. You may not be an alcoholic, you may not be, you know what I'm saying, a lusher or whatever word you want to use, right? But that works for you, that doesn't work for everybody. If it, and, and it's a weird analogy, right? Because I like to give analogies. When you customize a bike or when you customize a car. You can put $25,000 into that car or $10,000 into that bike, but if you choose to sell that bike, you're probably not going to get $10,000. The reason being is that bike was customized to you. Everybody doesn't give it the same value that you do. So either you're going to have to adjust your price or in this scenario, adjust yourself or right, you're going to have to give up on giving up trying to get into a relationship because People like what they like and you can meet all their criterias. But if you fall short in some of their basic needs or necessities to be in a successful relationship, they have a tendency to want to go away. They have a tendency to drift away and you don't know why. Okay. um, This next one, right? Um, Clinging clinginess, right? when you're a very clingy person, we we touched on this already, right? But people who become easily dependent on other people, right? They're too much, you know, they're too often put, you know, their partner needs ahead of their own, right? They don't think about themselves. They struggle in relationships. But there is another aspect to it though, right? People who exercise like constant control over their partner or they easily become jealous of little things, Right? Their partners, they have they have difficulties in relationship. So it's not just the clinginess part, right? It is the people who have control issues. Right? You can't go here, you can't go there. Listen, in relationships, the other person's opinion does matter. But in layman's term, it's an opinion. You're entitled to it. Once a person gives you their opinion. It's up to you what you do with it. You can't force them to see things your way because at that point, it no longer becomes an opinion. It's now talking in terms of factual. And that's where the problem coming at. And there's a thin line between those two, between opinion and speaking in factual. Right. I like I don't like what you have on. Right. That's an opinion. You don't need to put that on. That is speaking factual. Now you're telling me what to do. Now you slide into that controlling aspect, right? I don't like your friends. Now you're going to that jealousy side, right? But if I tell you, hey, the people that you're hanging out with, probably not a good influence every time you get with them, you turn into a whole another person. So, you know, what is the solution to a clingy person? First of all, excuse me, avoid them. <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to avoid a clingy person. If you're not into or if you're not a high maintenance person, right, you have to stay away from clingy people because they are high maintenance. They're going to require more than you're possibly able to give. Stay away from controlling people. If you're in a controlling relationship, find an exit. Okay. If you can't go to the store by yourself, go to the bathroom and crawl out the window. I'm not, I'm not even being funny, I'm being serious. Out of out of the worst ones, this is by far probably the absolute worst one. Because these people will consume so much of you that you're either putting out fires every single day or you're trying to start a fire every single day just to have a reason To run out the door. So just be mindful that clingy people, man, they can consume you in so many ways. Okay. Another relationship issue that people face is bad sex. You're probably thinking in the world we live in that this here should be at the top of the list, Raymond. Well, it's not, right? I'm I'm too old for sex to be at the top of my list. Bad sex doesn't necessarily end the relationship, right? What ends the relationship with bad sex is if you can't be told you're no good at it, right? Or you suck at it. Now we got a problem because chemistry is the most important thing in a long-term and a successful relationship. You know what I'm saying? Couples who disagree about the frequency or the quality or the intimacy... You know they find it real hard because some women have a very high sex drive men's sexual peak is in their 20s a woman's sexual peak starts at around 32 and up right this is the reason why cougars be chasing the young bucks right this is why the old heads be chasing the young chicks because our sex drives are completely opposite of each other the old head chase the young chick because she's more focused on getting her life together Sex isn't at the top of her priority list. But for men, it's the complete opposite. So this is where the cougars are attracted to the young bucks and the old heads are attracted to the young chicks. Because the sex drives on a complete opposite spectrum, it means that you got about 10 years worth of relationship where good or bad sex, you can get through it. But chemistry in the bedroom is a huge part in a relationship. It's not the only part. It's not in the top... Too, right. But it is a part of a relationship. And if you're not willing to be told you're no good at this, but you're great at that or you suck at all of this, I wish you could get better at that. If you can't be told that, because remember, we just talked about this in a healthy relationship, being able to tell a person something is only half of the equation because the other half of a healthy relationship is. She or he has to be willing to hear it. Talking is one part, but hearing is another. Okay. What is the solution to bad sex? Healthy relationship has healthy communication, right? Listen, do it this way. This is the way I like it. When I tell you to do this, keep doing that. If I tell you I don't like that, don't do that again. Don't come back later just because that's your thing. That's your thing with somebody else. That ain't your thing with me. So let's not do that no more, right? That's the solution It's being able to have a healthy communication with your partner. The solve all is I should be able to tell you you're good at this, but you suck at that. You should be able to tell me you're good at this, but you suck at that. And the best part about it is the other half. I should be able to hear it. Walk me through it. Because as I stated before, there's a difference between criticizing and constructive criticism. Criticizing is telling me I suck and leave it at that. Constructive criticism is telling me I suck, but telling me how I cannot suck anymore. Or for lack of better terms, that I need to suck. I don't know. Whatever it is, right? So that is the simplest solution to bad sex, right? But here's one that a lot of you probably go through that have been through. I've been on both sides of it, right? Infidelity and abuse, right? Lacking a sexual interest in a person or engaging in infidelity. Infidelity is just the the correct term for saying cheating, okay? That's the clinical term for cheating. It's one of the reasons that prevents relationships from lasting. Abuse is is especially a form like uh physical abuse that listen if you're in a physical relationship get out if you don't have a way out find a way out. you're trying to hold on to something this is my house this is my car i've invested everything into it these are our kids whoop de whoop you you ain't gonna have nothing if you're dead the car gonna be gone the house gonna be gone and the kids And, fellas, this includes you. If your woman hitting you across the head with a pot, get out, bruh. You ain't got to stay there for it. There ain't nothing she's doing that is that great for you to be getting hit across the head just because you came in from home home from work two minutes late. Because this person isn't considering you at all. If you're being verbally abused, if you're being talked down to shallow howling where you're telling somebody that they look fat or they're this or they're that, get out. That's the solution. Get out. But the cheating part, people seem to think that cheating is always a bad thing. Cheating isn't a bad thing all the time. What do I mean, right? If you're looking for an excuse to get out of that relationship, she won't leave, he won't leave. You're looking for a reason. You don't have a way out. Well, guess what? I'm giving you one, right? I'm going to cheat on you. Which means that you now have to make a decision that either I'm going to keep walking over you and doing what I want to do, or you're going to make a decision to do something better for yourself. The problem where cheating becomes a bad thing is when you're fully invested and a person has no um, contrition or explanation or reason for their efforts and they just continue to do it just because they can You have to know who it is you're dealing with. You have to know what it is. They have to know what your expectation is. And both of you must be able to live up to it. The solution to a cheating partner is very simple. Have a conversation, people. You ain't got to walk away from everything. Because 80% of a good woman is better than 100% of no woman. Doesn't mean you got to stay, but a conversation. Because sometimes People are not perfect. People make mistakes. And if you can acknowledge that they, that they can make mistakes and that you've made mistakes, you have to be willing to hear and find out there's any contrition that comes along with them being able to make that mistake. And I don't expect a lot of you to agree with that statement, right? I really don't. So don't start throwing darts at me. You're the one who chose that partner. So, you have to make a better better decision. You have to make a better choice. You have to put yourself in a better position. Like I said, if you're in an abusive relationship, it's easy to walk away. And if it ain't easy to walk away, find a way to walk away. All right? Um, the Next one would be kids. You would think that this would not be an issue in a lot of relationships. But kids are a huge issue in relationships. Kids sometimes are more of an issue in a relationship than The sex, the bad sex, okay? Because some couples with children, like, um, you know, feeling that their kids are, you know, their kids absorb too much of their energy. If you are a single parent going into a relationship, and again, the SHIP part, S-H-I-P, friendship, partnership, relationship, any type of SHIP means more than one meaning you're involving, you're inviting someone else into your personal space. Nobody's telling you to put your kids on the backbone, right? But if your kids are still 100% of you and he gets whatever you have left, the scraps, then you have an issue, right? If you have kids that you have openly said is out of control, and you choose not to recognize it, or it becomes a huge issue when that person tells you that your kid's are out of control, you have issues. Children are a huge problem because you have some people, and we're going to say women, right, that have been a single parent for a while, and their kids have taken on so much of their lives that they don't know how to do anything else. This is why it's so hard to date them Because they've been single for so long that nothing seems to flow well, either just getting to know them as a struggle having a phone conversation because the kids keep walking in the kids that don't know how to say excuse me or wait on you to stop talking before they start talking. If you have these kids, you need to make sure you remember. Remember I said talk about the bad things first. This is something you need to put on the table. My kids ain't got no manners. My kids ain't got no home training. Right. These are things you need to put out there, because if you're trying to get to know someone or get back into the dating scene or find out or talk to somebody. Right. These are things that they need to know. Nobody's telling you that you got to check your kids or you got to do that. But the moment you choose to get back out here into the dating scene and a person accepts the fact that you have children. Right. They accept everything that comes with it. But there's also boundaries. There's also a level of. And whatever word you want to put behind it right there's always a level of how much are you willing to do xyz so when it when it comes to the kids it it is such a huge issue because you know even as a man if you if you have your kids for whatever reason you're a single father going into that relationship right you don't approach it the same way as a woman right but if you're that laid-back father that doesn't tell your kids to chill or have a seat or go do this or when to do their homework or when they eat to get a bath and you can't do that. And that woman comes from a structured background. You're already facing relationship issues already because you now have someone telling your kids to do the exact opposite of what it is you require of them. So children are a huge effort, are a huge issue in relationships that, that come in a form like I said, when it comes to the kids because it's such a tricky conversation. Some people, you can't tell them anything about their kids, good or bad. Oh, you ain't got to tell me my son is smart. I already know. Right. Good or bad. So you have to be mindful. And this is why it is so hard to date people with kids because some people, you can't tell their kids anything. And guess what? Neither do they. So you have to be mindful. So the solution is, is if you're not prepared for what comes with it, male or female, with dating someone with kids and what all that means, then you have to kind of avoid it or put yourself in a position where you can accept what comes with that. Okay. Another huge issue in relationships is lack of effort. You know, all relationships like they require effort. Right. And some, some relationships people just flat out simply run out of gas. You know what I'm saying? They run out of steam or energy. You know, people who don't, you know, take their partner's needs into consideration or like they neglect their partner, you know, they face some serious relationship issues, you know, like the hallmark, you know, in this form of relationship is neglect, becoming distant, you know, taking your partner for granted, not being honest, like not compromising or not tolerating, you know, saying their indiscretions or, you know, their idiosyncrasies, right? if you don't put forth the effort to find out who it is you're dating or the type of relationship you are in some things can be solved by a simple conversation but if you're not if you're that person is not putting forth the effort to even have a conversation because again we talked about it already healthy relationship means that i can tell you but the other half of it means that you also listen okay and if a person is telling you or if you notice that a person is becoming distant, you should be able to bring that to their attention and say, I'm noticing that you're, you know, what I'm saying you become a distant. That you're you're not as attentive as you used to be. You got to hear that. Maybe you're doing it subconsciously. Maybe you're doing what you've always done. But if that per- if it's making that person feel some type of way, you have to take that into consideration. If you're not being honest about why you're not coming home from work because you feel suffocated. Right. You're not putting forth the effort. You know, if I want to, if I ask you, where do you want to go for dinner? And you say it don't matter. And we end up, you know, back at Applebee's, you, excuse my language, right? You got to shut the fuck up at that point because you were given a choice first and you chose nothing. So if we've been here, you know, saying every day this week, that's your fault because I like the chicken wings or I like the pasta. You said it don't matter. So here we are. But the effort comes in is that if the person is asking or requiring you to participate in the relationship, you have to take that seriously. Because if you're not willing to do any more or give any less or do anything different, you fall into this group of lack of effort. What's, a, what's the solution to a person with lack of effort? you got to be willing to confront it. And I'm not talking about getting nobody's face pointing your finger when I say confront. I mean, bring it to the forefront and say what's going on. How do we get here? Right. Why am I feeling neglected? Why do I have to be this way? Why do I feel like you're walking away from me? Why do I got to be the person that has to distance myself from you? But the effort comes in when you're willing to have these healthy conversations and find a solution because you got to first want a solution to the problem. And that's the biggest thing is that sometimes people don't want a solution. Some people are just comfortable being who they are and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But it becomes a problem or an issue as we say, when the other person has an issue with it. Okay. So just be mindful of that. But here's one that a lot of you are going to have an issue with That a lot of you are going to have an issue with. um, And this one is called. And this is going to be fun, right? The social circle. You know what I'm saying? People who do not have good relationships with their partners, their parents, their relatives or friends. Guess what? They're probably going to have issues in a relationship. Listen. There are only two people that brought you into this world. Right? and if you can't even have the respect to get along with them because the thing about it is with the parents part you can come to their house or take their phone call but the moment you go to their home or take their phone call they earn that respect by bringing you here yeah i know some of y'all like to say well i didn't ask to be here but you also didn't ask to leave either okay if you're if you don't have a good relationship with your friends you and your friends always out for out in the front fighting or you know what i'm saying your cousins and all that nobody likes you what makes you think anybody is going to like you in a relationship you are only going to be good for whatever it is you're good at and clearly relationships ain't it let's just be honest right Relationships. Aren't it? Because remember the S H I P word, ship, meaning there's more than one. I give, you give. I take, you take. This ain't no give, 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 and you say whatever, 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 whatever. So if you can't maintain a, relation, a, a relationship with your friends and family, what makes you think that you can maintain a relationship? And if they don't have no friends, What made you think that they were going to be able to maintain one with you? Maybe they do that thing with their tongue that you're like, I don't know. Right. But common sense, this isn't even what I got to give you a solution for. Right. Common sense says that they cannot maintain personal relationships. They cannot maintain a personal relationship. Same word, different meaning. If they can't maintain a personal relationship with their parents, their relatives, and their friends, then what makes you think they can maintain a personal relationship with you? Clearly, they're intended to be by themselves. Everybody's not intended to be in a relationship. Okay. <clears throat> Another issue that people face in a relationship is not being monogamous, right? People who have difficulties resisting temptation engage in, you know, the cheating, the affairs, and surprisingly, they can't stay in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? That said, partners that need to be, um, you know, that need to be cheated on, you know, or doing the cheating on their significant others, they face a whole different set of issues, an issue that you can't solve. Some people are raised that way. Some people become that way. Some people don't know how to not be that way. Neither one of those you have control over. If you've ever cheated, the statement says, once a cheater, always a cheater. That is correct. But don't let people tell you that people can't change. I'm living proof of it. Been down that road before. Did the cheating, got cheated on. the contrition that a person shows, right? If that person can tell you that they're not, or they don't want to be in a committed relationship, you have to hear that. You got to take heed to what they're telling you. If a person tell you they've never been in a in a committed relationship before, you got to take heed, again, we're telling you the bad things first so that you can't complain about not having a choice, Okay. It's going to drive a wedge between you and another person no matter what. But at least they have a choice in the matter. We're all entitled to make a mistake. You're entitled to make two or three mistakes. But just because you're entitled to those mistakes, the other person has to be entitled to forgive. you, Because it doesn't start and end with your mistake. Now, again, we're talking about mistakes. We're not talking about malicious intent. Okay? I'm a, The last one I'm going to give is um, behavioral issues. Right? Um, those are psychological problems. You know what I'm saying? If you got a gambling problem or alcohol problem, you know what I'm saying, or, you know what I'm saying, you have to rely on family members like to like have an intervention for them this is something you can't solve but again if you're asking questions if you're paying attention right if they always got something to drink in their hand they don't call it a drinking problem they call it a solution to their hat to their to their habits right if you're not a heavy drinker i am not a heavy drinker And if somebody can drink way more than me, I consider that a drinking problem, right? If you drink to get drunk, that in most people's eyes is a drinking problem, right? Some people can drink and maintain a healthy conversation. Some people can have a drink and all of a sudden they want to fight about everything. Oh, crap. Best thing about drunk people is they're honest. They give it to you straight. May not like it, but they're going to give it to you blood raw. So you have to be very mindful of that. So what do you do? What is the solution to a behavior issue? Open communication. Tell them where the nearest counselor is. If they want that relationship with you, right, then they have to be, first of all, willing to hear it. Secondly, willing to see it and then thirdly, willing to do something about it. If they want that relationship with you, male or female, your opinion only matters if I deem it something I care about. So just be mindful. So the solution is, is you have to be willing to say it and you also have to be willing to accept what comes next. Lack of effort, or a whole lot of energy into trying to solve that problem. Listen, the most important part of all of this is like with the research that I've done, is like, I found like these traits tend to be, um, they depends on a person's gender, right? For instance, and, and I know a lot of y'all don't think this is true and this isn't for everything or for everyone, but they have a tendency to be gender issues, right? So check it out. Like for instance, right? Character issues. Right. This is something that is likely to be found mostly in women. Women can't be told they have flaws, not all, but a lot of them cannot be told that they have a flaw you're either downing them, you're either downgrading them, you're either talking about them, you're trying to put them down, you only see things that you're not my ex, whatever, 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 right? That normally falls into the women box. But the fading enthusiasm, that's commonly found in men. If you want to know who's going to lose interest in that relationship first, more than likely it's a man. Some things are just what they are. And again, it's a common trait. It doesn't mean that it's the Holy Grail, right? Remember, I'm not telling y'all anything that God sent and put in my hand and he said, tell them this. That's not what we're doing. Okay? But it doesn't change the fact. And if you look it up, who faces the biggest character issues in a relationship, it's going to tell you women. Not all, but some. Not a majority, but not none of you. There are some women who are taking on the male role or male personality traits, right? So guess what they start to pick up? They start to lose interest in a the relationship. They're no longer excited about it because they're, what what a CFR ever tell you? Act like a lady, think like a man. You keep listening to that dingbat shit if you want to, okay? Excuse my language. <clears throat> but for all the people that I talk to, you know the one thing that everybody came up with that is um, many of these problems are com- are compounded right by the modern way of life that we live in right now and there was a, a direct reflection you know what I'm saying a mismatch between the old school thinking and the modern conditions is likely to account for many of these factors many of these issues that have emerged that we've talked about this is because there's an old way of thinking And there's a new way of doing things. The old way isn't necessarily wrong, and the the new way isn't necessarily right. But they're two different mindsets. So you have to be very mindful of who it is you're trying to deal with. If you are a modern person and you're looking to slow down, you might want to deal with old head, right? If you are an old soul, as they call it, had got some old parents and you're ready to get your life going, you probably don't want to here, because our way of thinking is completely different, male and female. You know, in the old school trade of thought, like enthusiasm and intense romantic feelings and, you know what I'm saying, would be a motivating, you know what I'm saying, people to start in a relationship, but that's not the way the society that we live in right now. They're not looking for romance. They're not looking for like, a happy, enthusiastic relationship. That's not what they want. So, that old school thinking and its modern way of life is completely different. You know what I'm saying? You're expected to reside in a relationship with progress as an old school. Right? Like in the in your grandparents' context, right? The support, the protection, and the, you know what I'm saying, the benefits and all that, you know, would take over providing the incentive to, you know what I'm saying, for people to keep that relationship and in a modern edition, these things are absent. Right? Like, um, just I don't I don't even know the right context to use it in, right? But this new modern way of thinking, whenever it came about, right, it's starting to fade away. People aren't excited about relationships anymore. People are just in relationships. You know what I'm saying? People aren't trying to be romantic. People aren't trying to go on dates. People are looking for likes. People are looking for comments and views. People are getting engaged, trying to do these big, <clears throat> these big whopping engagements so that people can see how they're pretending to be happy. You know, Betty Wright says sometimes, you know, those um, those flowers mean maybe we can just be friends. You know what I'm saying? Most time when people trying to go big they've done something wrong and they're trying to show the world that I've changed and I want everybody to see that I'm not the different person. Here's my woman or here's my man. They're trying to do something, you know what I'm saying, to make up for it or as we like to call it, overcompensating. People don't have the incentive to stay in relationships anymore because society tells them that if you make a mistake, walk away. If you lie to me one time, walk away. If you cheat on me, walk away. That's what society tells you. But the same society that's telling you to do these things are also in full-fledged relationships. That they got the same issues that they're telling you to walk away from, they're using you as their lab rat. Oh wow, she was able to do it even though he cheated on her and he was sorry, he didn't she didn't find out he told her, you know what I'm saying? Da da da. da. They don't take that in consideration. You're their lab rat. They're using you to find out if that's an option for them. So be mindful of who you get an information from. Right. So what does all this mean? You're probably asking yourself, like, what does it mean? I'm glad you asked, right? There was a time a lot of us, you know, understand people, you know, older people kept family together through good and bad times. You know what I'm saying? The motivation was to keep the family together. And now, the moment things get a little rough, people run for the hills. People are out. It's beyond their comfort zone. Is that what we're teaching our kids? Is that what society's showing them? I don't know the answer to that question. But people will run and start over as if nothing is wrong. And they just continue to leave a trail of bodies everywhere you go. I'm a firm believer in... You're entitled to make mistakes, but it's what you do after that mistake, right? I've been cheated on and I stayed in that relationship. We didn't end because that person cheated. We ended because of a lot of other unaddressed issues, right? I've done the cheating and I've stayed in that relationship. But it's what you do next that determines what's going to happen next. You got to be willing to put your boots on, put your tool belt on, grab your hard hat, and you got to build a solid foundation in any relationship, any partnership, any friendship. You got to be willing to put the work in because no matter how many times you tear down that building, the foundation is still there. Relationships are going to have issues. That's an add-on. That's an added garage. You can tear down that garage, but you can always rebuild as long as your foundation stays the same as an individual. You got to have your own foundation as an individual. And then this person has theirs. We come together and now our foundation is as one. We're building I built the bathroom, you built the kitchen. I built the garage, you built the living room. I built one room, you built that room. We both built the master bedroom. That's what it takes to be in a successful relationship. But also, when you have issues, you have something that you can fall back on. That's why what you do in the beginning of a relationship, you have to continue to do it throughout a relationship. Even the best relationships run into problems sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You're both tired from work or the kids are working your nerve. They're having issues at school. Currently my life. You know what I'm saying? Hell, maybe your in-laws are getting on your laugh nerves. You know what I'm saying? We already know how that goes. Life throws you a whole lot of punches. You can stand there and take them or you can duck them. If you take them, that means you're willing to work through those issues. If you duck them, that means you're running. And there's nothing wrong with either one. Don't let people tell you that staying and fighting for your relationship means that you're a weak individual. But don't let somebody tell you that staying and being stupid makes you strong. They're not one and the same. You know what I'm saying? Problems are going to arise, but are going to arise, but only the strong will survive. When do these relationships, you know what I'm saying, start to have these common problems? Like, listen, love eventually fades. As time passes, the body starts to change, right? People have made mistakes. Sometimes they become inevitable. Sometimes things become incorrectable, you know, if that's for lack of a better term. You know what I'm saying? What was... Um, once intoxicating thing, like, you know, you just made you steamy and hot and ready for it, it becomes intoxicating, which is now a problem. If you don't correct things, and they may seem so minor or so minute to the other person, but if you're not willing to address things that are a problem for you in the beginning, they are going to be the reason you walk away in the end. If you got a mud deal or if you got older family members, they've told you that. What you look over in the beginning is going to be exactly the reason why you leave in the end. Much of these common relationship issues that couples face are minor, right? And it can be easily avoided with effort, communication, and respect. Those bumps along the road, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that marriage isn't possible. It doesn't mean that a marriage can't survive. But if you ain't willing to put forth the effort, if you ain't willing to show some enthusiasm, right? if you ain't willing to correct your character issues on your own, not with my help, but on your own, because you got to fix you. I'm responsible for self. You also have to be responsible for self. If you're aware of these things going in, if you decide to get into that relationship, then you accept what comes with it. But if these things were hidden from you, once you find out about them, you have a choice. Nobody's saying be stupid. We're saying be smart. Willing to try, but also not willing to stand there and be a dummy. Every relationship gets to a point where it's on the verge of collapsing. None of us are perfect. You know what I'm saying? But if you know that you're not perfect, you got to be also willing to accept the fact that the other person may not be perfect as well. People got character flaws, right? And they're natural, and you got to accept them, or you can move on. But if there's behavior, right, that's not something you can fix. A cheating person doesn't make them a bad person, but are they willing to correct their error of their ways? These things in life are going to be ongoing problems no matter what. You can't get past your your deal breakers. Something to consider, like the expectation. One of the fastest ways to create an unhappy or instability in a relationship is through disappointment. And there are very few things that can create disappointment as quickly right? as unrealistic expectations or unclear expectations. These two things right here, if you if you're telling me that you're expecting me to be rich by the time we move in, we may never move in together, right? That's unrealistic. I was working at McDonald's when you met me. How am I gonna be rich and you're talking about moving in next month? That's unrealistic. Or the worst out of the two, in my opinion, is the unclear. You don't know what you want, but you expect me to know what you want. I'm not a mind reader. I can barely tell you how what I want for dinner, but you expect me to know what you don't know so I could make it happen for what you don't know you want to happen. So the unclear part, that's the problem. Oftentimes, man, listen, couple, couples, they struggle to meet each other's expectations, and that's okay because sometimes they're simply unrealistic. And then sometimes... They're unclear your past experiences, your past beliefs, your internal values. Those things work great for you. But if I don't match those things, tell me that and let me be able to walk away. Don't hold me hostage because you're trying to figure yourself out or figure out what it is you actually want. But it doesn't change the fact that these things are very toxic when they come to relationships. Okay. You know, eternally, alternatively, couples like sometimes struggle and they got to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be pretty certain on what you, you have to be pretty clear on what it is you expect from the other person. And even if it's unrealistic to the other person, at least you didn't take away their choice. They ain't got to live up to it, but they can't stay if they can't. Man or woman. If you require a meal when you get home from work, and she tell you that she burn water, that's an unrealistic expectation of her to fulfill something you can't do. If you want a man to be able to push, pull, and drag, you can't go get you no skinny man. He can't do those things. That's an unrealistic expectation. If you want to avoid the unhappiness in a relationship, it's your responsibility to be clear about your expectation. This is how you minimize the expectation, I'm sorry, the um, the lack of effort or the character flaws or the character issues because you've made your expectations clear from day one. And if in doing so, you come to realize that your expectation that person can't meet, that's fine. Maybe you want to review the person that you're with. Maybe you want to deal with somebody else or maybe you want to deal with yourself if you think that they're unrealistic. But poor communication man is going to lead to fights, it's going to lead to frustration. You know what I'm saying? You both both of y'all feeling like you ain't being heard, communication is going to be a huge issue because again, healthy relationship means that I can talk and you you can listen. But what do you do if you're in a relationship where you got poor communication skill? Maybe they don't know how to talk. Maybe they're uncomfortable expressing themselves. Some people do it through texts Some people do it through email. Some people do it through yelling, right? But it has to be a productive way of communication. Communication is a skill like no other. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Learning it can make all the difference in a relationship. Learning how to listen without judgment. Stop interrupting. Stop trying to get your point across by attacking the other person. Communication you know what I'm saying, with each other is, with friends, whatever, it shouldn't be combative. It shouldn't be something that you want to fight about all the time. It shouldn't be in an aggressive manner. Figuring out, you know what I'm saying, how you communicate or what your style of communication is with your partner. And work towards a way where y'all can have a better understanding on how to communicate. Sometimes you got to have a password that says, hey, I'm done. You go ahead. Okay, I'm going to shut up. You listen. Hey, when you were talking, did I talk? No. Okay. I should be able to say that. But you got to find out what that other person's style of communication is. And you guys got to communicate that way. Relationships, listen man, relationships are a marathon. I mean, it is it ain't no sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. It's a it's a cross country mile or it's a 5K or or whatever you want to call it, right? Most relationship problems, you know what I'm saying, and ways of fixing relationship problems would be something that you know what I'm saying, is heard about with relationship experience. Some people are new to relationship or serious relationships. Some people have been in relationships that they thought were serious relationships, and then when they get into a relationship with you, they realize that these were just flings or just things that they were going through dealing with everybody. Everybody ain't built the same way. Everybody ain't cut from the same cloth. But one thing that should not be difficult is asking them a question and answering. If I ask you what time it is, you don't get to tell me everything else other than the time because you're not answering the question. Listen, there's a lot of people that's going to give you relationship advice. I'm not that person, right? I'm just trying to give you guys some clues on how to deal with it. But the good news is like working on relationships can produce considerable differences. You can find a way back in any relationship and you can get past the difficulties. You know what I'm saying, you gotta be creative sometimes. You can't do what you've always done. You gotta do something different if you want different. The reason why I was able to meet you or you was able to meet me is because me or the other person did not meet those expectations. So with that being said, you gotta understand that you gotta be willing to put the work in for relationships. Like I said, I'm not going to drag this out. I'm not going to tell you guys how to live your life. I'm just trying to give you a different expectation. I'm trying to give you some different pointers. I'm trying to give you something to look at your partner, but also and mainly yourself. Okay. The DBL podcast is not about solving your home issues. We here to give you something to make you look at home Look at your current relationship or before you get into a relationship, how not to keep going through getting your body count up and running into these Mr. No's or this Miss No-No. Whatever your relationship preference is. That's all we're doing here. The YouTube, this episode drops every Sunday at 5 p.m. on YouTube. The views on YouTube is going up. What's not going up is the subscribing. If you listen to it, just click on the subscribe, button. that way every time I pop one out, you can get first dibs on cuz you get it before the other major streaming platforms does. Check us out on the website, the dblpodcast.wordpress.com. I'm on TikTok I'm doing videos, I'm doing flyers. I'll put this information out there for you. You just got to be willing to receive it. But like always, if this if this episode isn't for you, that's fine. But it might be for someone you know. Share it. Tell them to like. Tell them to subscribe to it. All streaming platforms. From my family to yours, I want to say one love and peace out to everybody.